Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Still, and I am so excited that you're joining us today. I pray that what we chat about will help you to stand firm in your beliefs, own your crown, and love like Jesus. Welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eliana Freeman, and today me and Sherry still will be switching roles. <laughs> so I would like to introduce our guest today, our very special guest, and it is the founder of the Pineapple Principle, Sherry Still. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. It seems kind of weird sitting on this side <laughs> of the microphone. <laughs> We're so happy to have you today, and I am honored to be sharing this podcast episode with you and talking a little bit about your new book, Stand Tall and Stand Out, which will be released on November 20th so next Friday we are very very excited for um, this book to be coming out Um, this devotional it's going to be very inspirational to a lot of young girls and we can't wait to have everyone read it and have everyone absolutely love it so I want to jump right in and talk about this book because uh, when I read it I was just blown away I texted you and I just I was so filled with emotions one for being so proud of you for writing such an incredible devotional for girls um, that I know is going to be inspirational, but also because of how much it hit and um, resonated with me. Uh, Even though I'm, you know, 19, I'm in college, it's still very much hit home. And I connected so much with the story that you wrote from um, Esther, which is the story you talked about in your book. But then also, the personal stories that you included um, within your devotional. So I guess my first question that I want to ask you is about that biblical story that you included in your devotional. So you mentioned that you were hesitant to use the story of Esther, but after diving into her story, unpacking her life, uh, do you feel like you connect a little bit more with her than you had originally thought or planned? Um, First, thank you for all those kind words. You're going to make me sit here and cry and I'll be all blubbery. Um, but yes, I do feel like I connect with her more. You know, I had read the story of Esther my whole life. I knew the story of Esther. I've been in church my whole life, mm-hmm. heard all the Bible stories, knew everything. But there was something about that line. And when it said her uncle asked her not to say anything about her background that kind of stood out to me when I started digging into Esther to do this book and I was like god why why did you why did you do this and then of course I dug a little bit deeper and um, don't want to give away too many details of the bible but of this I mean of the book but yes like I realized that this just like my first book my first book was a healing for my mom and um, myself for our relationship And I realized that this, God gave me Esther because it was just also to show me that he created me for this purpose that Mm. I'm doing right now with Pineapple Principle. And so, yes, I really, I connected with Esther and um, making me wear my crown even more because I know I'm a queen to my husband, just like Esther was a queen. And so, yes, I connect with Esther way more than Mm. I did before I wrote this story. Yeah, that's that's so important. I think that um, for some, especially young girls and even guys, uh, the Bible can be really intimidating. And so being able to find a story that you know a lot of people, a lot of young people who maybe aren't familiar with the Bible or even how to start reading it, I think those stories can really you know resonate with them and they can find things that they connect with. Um, I know for me growing up, um, you know, I 
was always ashamed of being a Christian. I didn't think that it was something that I wanted to, you know, share with everyone. And so, um, you know, I, I want to be able to, you know, wear my crown just the same and to stand, stand down, stand tall, um, just like your book tells us to. So next I saw that you used the verse Jeremiah 29 11, which happens to be my foundational verse. Um, I came across that verse a couple years ago when I was down in the dumps. I was really going through a rough season and I just connected and that has been the verse that I use for everything. So I want to ask you, you know, what's your foundational verse? You know, what verse do you stand, stand out and stand tall on? I love Jeremiah 29 11. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not by foundation, but mm-hmm. I do talk about that verse a lot because mm-hmm. I think it's very important, but mine is Philippians four thirteen. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And so that is my motto because that to know that Christ is always there and he gives me my strength. Mm-hmm. So that that's my that's my verse, Philippians four thirteen. Because mm. whatever I face, I know I can face it. Because God will give me the strength to do it. Definitely, he he can. There's you can't do anything without Christ. No, not um. nothing. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm a big blubbering mess, <laughs> hot mess. Yeah, I heard somewhere one time, um, and someone said, I am nothing without God, but I'm everything with him. Yes. And I just a jaw dropped. I was like, that is so true. Because at the end of the day, I am like, I can't do anything without God. You know, he's the one that, you know, fulfills and he's the one that leads me um, and everything I do is for and through him. So, yeah, that's that's an incredible verse to to stand out and stand tall on. That's mine. (laughs) So you also mention in your book that you're type two, you're a fixer. um, And I know that was something that I connected with because I'm also type two uh, and I also try to be a fixer as best as I can. But uh that sometimes has some complications if you stipulation. So what would you say to the girl who feels like she has to fix everything in her life? Um, first, type two, we're helpers. We're not fixers. <laughs> we have to remember that God called us um, to be fishers of men and mm. not carpenters like Jesus. So as a helper, it's great that we like to help people and mm. do things for people. And But I think sometimes that gets us into trouble because mm. we don't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. But to those people who think that a type two is a fixer, Mm -hmm. um, no, because we can't fix anything. Mm -hmm. God is the fixer of all things. And when I have tried to fix things without him and without praying to him, then of course it just causes Mm -hmm. more problems, Mm -hmm. more drama, um, more heartache. So I feel like as when we want to be that fixer, we need to take a minute to step back count to 10 like right now I have a granddaughter who is three and she is all about her emotions and when she gets upset we've been trying to teach her to take a deep breath and count to 10 and I think that's what we need to do even as adults when we want to when we're overwhelmed or we want to do something I think we need to take a step back we need to count to 10 take a deep breath and then just go to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk to God about it mm-hmm. and ask God to take care of it and ask God to fix it because we can't fix anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe we can fix a piece of broken furniture, or but we are not the fixer of people's emotional problems or their troubles. And I think sometimes we do. We want to fix we want to fix people when they're broken. And that's mm-hmm. not us. That's God. God is the only one who can fix them. Yeah, that's that's so true. Uh, it kind of goes back to what we had just previously t- previously talked about with 
I am nothing without God and everything with him. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, we can't, we can't do everything on our own. Um, you know, we can't control our lives. Only God's in control of that. Um, only he can fix the things that are truly, truly broken. Um, with, with being, um, a helper and kind of finding that, you know, realization of, oh, I can't fix everything. Do you have like a story of a time that you didn't listen to God and just things maybe fell through, things um, didn't work out the way that you had wanted to and helped you to realize that, oh my goodness, God is who I should have turned to. God is the only one that can fix things. Um, probably the best or the story that I can think of right now is probably, um, writing pineapple principle. Mm. Um, I, I wanted to write the book, but I was scared to write the book because Mm -hmm. if if you know my story, you know, my mom and dad split up when I was around 12. Um, my mom left. Um, she was still in the picture, but she was not mine and my sister's main caregiver. And so there was a lot of times that, um, you know, I was still hurt by that. We, Mm -hmm. we still have a relationship, but I, there's a lot of hurt feelings and I wanted to fix that relationship, Mm -hmm. but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. God needed to fix it. God Mm -hmm. needed to heal us. And no matter what I try to do or my mom tried to do, um, it, there was, there always still seemed to be some tension in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am so very thankful that, um, I did pray. Finally, I just started praying for my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and my mom is a Christian. My mom is, um, serving God. She loves God. She is in, in our relationship since I wrote pineapple principle is so much better because God healed it Mm -hmm. because God, I, I wrote down my story and decided to share it with the world and before I did I shared it with my mom because I didn't want to hurt her feelings Mm -hmm. and it just seems like things just fell into place with our relationship and God took care of everything because it there wasn't I just couldn't fix the problem just by trying to be a better daughter or trying to do this or do that God needed to heal both of our hearts from um past hurts. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm excited to say in season two, everybody's going to get to hear my mom's story because she's going to be on the podcast to tell her story. So, but, um, I did, I spent a lot of years trying to fix a relationship between me and my mom. And I just needed to step back and let God do the healing. And he did that. Wow. That's incredible. That's an amazing story. And I know that it must have taken a lot of boldness to step out, um, really to, to stand out and to stand tall and, you know, what you believe and, and knowing that God's got your back no matter what. Because uh, I know that there's a lot of situations out there where we may feel timid and nervous to, to really put ourselves out there. Um, but, you know, God's always got us. Um, he, he, he really does, does have us. Um, so, in writing Pineapple Principle and even writing um, this next book that you're about to release, uh, what preparation did you do for the release and for writing? Oh, um, a lot of praying, lots mm. and lots of praying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a great group of friends that are very um, supportive mm-hmm. and that encourage me along the way, pray with me, mm-hmm. um, help me. So it's always great to, you know, go to God first, but then have a support group. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, friends in your um, 
tribe around you are very important. Mm -hmm. And um, then just a lot of digging in the word, Mm -hmm. a lot of digging um, in different commentary books Mm -hmm. and um, online. Mm -hmm. We have the internet at our Mm -hmm. um, access now, so you can Google anything. (laughs) So it was just a lot of prayer, a lot of support, Mm -hmm. and just a lot of digging and Mm -hmm. a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, support is one of the biggest things, community, one of the biggest things that you can have, um, especially when, you know, your relationship with Christ is growing, um, surrounding yourself with faith-filled faith-filled yes. people. Yes. Um, so speaking of praying, uh, one of the things that you mentioned, because this is a devotional book, is fasting and prayer. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about fasting. So I know for me, when I first heard the word fasting, I, my mind immediately went to, oh, I can't eat food. That stinks. <laughs> so I want to dive a little bit into that. So to the girl or to the guy who has never fasted before, what kind of fasting would you suggest and how would you define fasting? Fasting is to abstain from from food mm-hmm. or from something. Mm-hmm. Um, most, if you go back into the Bible and dig, it's, it's food mm-hmm. all the way through the Bible. Um, but a lot of... Um, a lot of other religions I know I have, um, have like fasted from things Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's also important because I feel like, and this is just my opinion, is that sometimes we let things like social media Mm -hmm. and, um, television or video games or, um, uh, music, I, you know, Mm -hmm. things, there are things that get in the way of us and our relationship with Jesus um, that we put before him. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think it's good to take a step back away from those things and um, fast from them and give them up for a short amount of time or even a long period of time, Mm -hmm. whatever you're feeling led to do, just because it helps us to disconnect from those things and to have more time to spend with God. Mm -hmm. Um, I, with with teen girls, or guys, or anybody, I would highly recommend talking to your parents, Mm -hmm. talking to your youth pastor, a mentor that you have in your life before you um, decide to fast, Mm -hmm. and just discuss that with them. Do a little time talking about it, reading about it, learn more about it, Um, and I would honestly say the first time you were to fast, I, I don't think it has to be food. I think whatever is hindering you from growing in your relationship with Jesus Mm. is what I would give up. Mm. And even if you just give it up for 24 hours or three days, um, you don't have to go hard and go like 21 days or a month or Mm. a year or anything (laughs) crazy like that. But I think just taking small steps Mm. and learning more about fasting and, um, just, you know, we don't have to, um, we don't have to do everything that everybody else does just because someone does, um, some other Christian gives up, you know, social media for three weeks doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you need to do that the first time mm-hmm. you need to do what, um, God is asking you to do and what you feel in your heart you need mm-hmm. to do. It's about your relationship with him and not about what somebody else is doing. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Um, when I first really understood what fasting meant um I thought it was so important it was just like automatic like oh my goodness this is something I need to do because I had I had grown so much in my relationship with God but there was there was always something that's holding us back you know because we live in the world we don't Mm -hmm. live um always necessarily you know in God we do live in the here and now the world um and the world isn't perfect no No, it's not (laughs) um when I first fasted I fasted social media um and on top of that I also fasted texting so I just 
took I remember everything that. away. You remember that? I was like, you can contact me by email or you can call me <laughs> or talk to me in person. And it was a hard, it was hard. Um, it was definitely hard. So speaking from my first fast, it's, it's difficult at first, but it really opens up, you know, like you're talking about to, um, growing closer to Christ, um, and kind of removing all those distractions and really just pouring in and hearing from God and seeing, you know, what he's called, called you to do. Um, so I also want to talk about family. So you mentioned a family a lot, um, in your devotional book and, you know, the miracles that prayer brings. Um, so we talked about fasting and now I want to go into family and prayer. So, for some, praying can be scary, and some people don't even know where to start, um, similar to that of fasting. So if you've never prayed before, h- how do you pray, and what's the right way to pray? Um, I don't, well, now the Bible does have steps about how we should pray, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think praying is just like talking to your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, love to hear um my kids pray, um, especially even now as adults, because when they pray, it's like they're talking to their best friend when they're Mm. talking to God and the things that they say to him and they ask of him when we're having prayer, like over a family meal or, um, over something that's going on in our family. Um, I, it's all about just talking Mm. you know, just like you and I are talking right now Mm -hmm. is I can see you and I'm talking to you, but, um, God's not right there in front of you, but you just have to pretend that he Mm. is right there in front of you Mm -hmm. and just talk to him like you would your best friend. And, um, if you don't have a best friend, guess what? He's your best friend. Mm -hmm. So he is there for you. He's going to strengthen you and, um, lift you up and be there for you. So it's just very important just to talk to him like you would any friend or whoever to whoever you're close to your mom, your dad, what, you know, an aunt and uncle, um, but it's just, it's just talking to God mm-hmm. and it's just talking to him like he's your best friend and just like laying it all out there for him. Um, I saw a little, um, what's, I can't even think of the word right now. I've just lost. <laughs> um, uh, it was anyways, it's taking the word prayer. Mm-hmm. So in the first thing I forget what it is when, what's it called? Ellie? The acronym. Acronym. That- okay. <laughs> I need more coffee. <laughs> um, an acronym for prayer to know how to pray. So P is for praise. So the mm-hmm. first thing you should start your prayer with is praising God and thanking him for um, what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. The R stands for repent- repentance. So just asking him to forgive you for mm-hmm. anything you've done since mm-hmm. the last time you talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, A is for asking, asking him what you um, need of him mm-hmm. or your request to him. And then why is yielding. Mm-hmm. And that means just to be quiet for a few minutes and listen and see what he's saying back to you. Yeah. So that's another good way to know how to pray is using that acronym prayer. Um, praise, uh, repentance, ask, and then yielding. Wow, that's incredible. I'm going to start using that one. <laughs> uh, that's that's amazing. I love praying to God. It's amazing, um, especially since my idea and like what prayer really means is just talking to your best friend since that's all changed like I just talk to him whenever when I'm when I'm driving um all day long (laughs) I'm at a road like when I'm at a red light hey God what's up it's me (laughs) uh what's interesting is something I realized when um 
praying is actually kind of uh, similar to that when we spend time with people that we're close to, Mm -hmm. whether that's a family member, whether that's a best friend that you have. Um, I know for me, it's me and my fiance. I've I'll start to pick up these little things um, that he does, whether it's facial expression or phrase, and it's just kind of start to almost like imitate him in these small little ways. And what's funny is because we're so close, um, you start to almost act like yes. the person you're with. Yes. And what's interesting is I realized the same thing with God. The closer we are with God, the more we start to act like him, the more we start to become more Christ-like. And so it's so crazy. So it's the more time you spend with God, the more time you spend in his word, the more we really understand who God is so we get to know God more. But then we also become more Christ-like. And so we we start sharing more love, more joy, more patience and kindness, um, all of those fruits of the spirit that um, he talks about in the Bible. And it's so crazy to me that, you know, we can be like Christ, you know, even though we will never be the same, we can be like him. We can always strive to be, you know, closer to him. And so I think that that's one of the best ways we can do that is through prayer. And so that, that prayer acronym that you gave is so good, especially for people who've never really, you know, I don't know where to start praying, you know, where do I start? That's a perfect acronym for them to start out with. Um, so I want to hop back to fasting really quick. So with, um, fasting, there seems to be some like reoccurring tools um, that every girl in faith should have. I, I kept reading in your book, like in preparation to fasting and just in having a relationship with God, some tools that you should have. And so I wanted to talk about those tools and like what you think those tools might be for those young girls um, or guys who are interested in having a relationship with God, who are interested in fasting or prayer. Um, what would those tools be? Um, first thing is your Bible. Mm. It is your roadmap. It is your self-help book. It mm-hmm. is your guidebook. So the first thing you need is a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, there is this wonderful app that I talk about mm. all the time on this podcast called the YouVersion app, and it uh, is your Bible. Yes. So everybody pretty much has a smartphone these days. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a Bible Bible, a book, card book, softcover book, whatever, you can um, download a Bible straight to mm-hmm. your phone. And if you... Um, don't like the U version, there's other um, apps out there where mm-hmm. you can have a Bible straight on your phone. So that's tool number one. Like I said, that's your self-help book. That's what's going to tell you how to get through life. Mm-hmm. Um, second is your your prayer time, mm-hmm. your quiet time with God. It's so important. And you know, like we were just talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I talk to him all day long. And you know, and sometimes it doesn't have to be out loud. Mm-hmm. When I'm in a room full of people at work or I'm getting ready to do something that might be a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can talk to God. He can hear me in my head. Mm-hmm. He knows my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I can just say that, just whisper his name in my head, and he is there for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I do that quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I think having a mentor mm-hmm. is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody needs um, that um that relationship and the Bible even talks about it. And we see that with, um, in the Bible with Paul and Timothy. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody needs that, that mentor in their mm-hmm. life. And then again, I think having, um, a church, a home church is really important mm-hmm. where you can get plugged in and serve mm-hmm. and be around people that, um, want the same things that you want and want to live life like you want. I mm-hmm. think that's so, so important. And the Bible even tells us mm-hmm. about having that strong, uh, community. Mm-hmm. So that is, and those are my things that I think are important is mm-hmm. being in your, being in the word, praying, spending quiet time with him, 
um, having that mentor and having that community to mm. um, to rely on and to spend time with and to be around. That's so good. That's so good. I I remember when I first started kind of coming back to church and rededicating my life to Christ. One of the biggest things that I really had to realize was I have to shed that that old skin, that old life that I used to have. Those friends that I thought were good for me who aren't good for me. I had to mm-hmm. let that go um, and really just know what it means to love God. Um, I heard uh, one of my one of my mentors actually say I have a couple, <laughs> but one of my mentors That's actually good. tell me. Um, that sometimes for a season, maybe, um, friends and isn't, isn't really what you need to seek out, but God is who you need to seek out. Yes. Um, because for some people is like so important and people are important. Definitely. But when you focus your life and everything revolves around people and just hanging out with people and making friends, sometimes you can lose sight of what it means to have a relationship with God because we're so focused on having a relationship with people. And sometimes we just need to sit in God's presence for some yes. time, get that mentorship, um, just to have someone pour into us, have God pour into us, and then we can start building community um, and spending time with other people. Um, so those tools are so important. Prayer, quiet time, um, just really getting into that word, having those mentors pour into you, um, having a community, people with um, like minds and like hearts, um, just to really you know, fill you up and so that you are looking into a mirror of someone who is faith filled. Um, cause at the end of the day, it's us. We live in our bodies. We have our hearts, our minds, our souls, and the more we're connected to Christ, the more he'll fill us up. Um, yes. and so I am loving your devotional. It's amazing. Thank and you. I know that so many hearts are going to be changed. So many lives are going to be changed. And I can't wait to see what's to come um, just from the second devotional. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> um, little hint. Um, next one is about fear. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I will definitely be picking that one up <laughs> as soon as it comes out. Uh, so speaking of her second devotional, Stand Out and Stand Tall, um, it will be released on November 20th. And you can find it on Amazon. Amazon. Um, everyone can find it. Everyone should read it and pick it up. It's an incredible devotional. Um, if you are looking to dive deeper into a relationship with Christ and what it means to pray and fast. <laughs> Thank you for um, being on this podcast episode. Sherry, it was great having you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for um, being um, such a big um, influence and helper with this ministry. Oh, thank you so much. All right, guys. Well, that wraps us up for this podcast episode, and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. You can catch us twice a month on the second and fourth Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at Pineapple Principle, and we're even on Facebook. I'd like to give a big thank you to my husband, Jimmy, for producing this podcast for me. And my son Spencer, a.k.a. Southern Voyager, for the amazing music. Until next time.